get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 137 of the What Up, Though? Podcast. Yep, yep. And we're back with a full plethora of bullshit from the last week. Yeah, we have a lot to discuss, and we have a, kind of a lot of feedback. Have you looked at the feedback? Nope. Cool. So that means you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Right, right. right. Um, you, you haven't looked at all. I have not looked at anything. Sweet. So you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I, I, I'll probably... Uh, did you have anything you want to talk about before we get into covering some of the feedback? Uh, as far as what we like in general covering, just no, just in general. Um, no, not really. I mean, we got topics. I'm like, fuck it, let's get into them bitches. All no, right. I mean, yeah, I think we do. <laughs> we we change Let's get into it. But no, like actually, a, a recap of the week or whatever. But I don't know. Work has been work, man. So ain't nothing been fun about that shit. Work's though. been hard and it's been stressful and um, yeah. I mean, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always looking forward to Thursdays, but then it's like. I've really been looking forward to Thursday because I know the day after is Friday, then the weekend's here. So, man, work has just been, I don't know, I think I've just been earning every fucking dollar lately, man. But, you know. Fridays are the GOAT. Oh, speaking of which, though, we won't be recording next week. I'll be out of town. So, unless Otis decides to uh, have a substitute uh, co-host, we'll be... We won't be recording next week. Nope. Well, actually, I was. It was funny you said it because I had already planned to not be recording next week anyway. <laughs> Even if I was in town. Yeah, I was just. I was already off. So next week is uh next Thursday is uh my brother's birthday. Um, and I'll share with you guys my brother uh passed uh in November. So we're doing like some family shit. So so we won't record anyway. But we'll be back the following week with uh some dope shit. So yeah. Stay tuned for that. Need to get more, a little more information on it, but I can say definitively that it will not be the food podcast. It will not be the food podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry, those of you who are uh, who are expecting it to possibly happen uh, next week, uh, BTG and Chaffee and all of them. But um, yeah, so officially notifying you guys that the food podcast cannot happen uh, the week after next. So the earliest would be whatever that first Thursday is in August. Um, Which. Uh, which shit? That, okay, well we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so let's get this feedback. Uh, who you got going? All right. Well, I guess you'll see. What up, though? <laughs> Hello, it's your long lost Australian oh, friend. Shit. <laughs> I thought I had really better send you a voicemail, but one reason that I haven't done it is that I I've consistently been several episodes behind. So by the time I hear the thing, it's kind of old news, and you may have exhausted the topic and blah, blah, blah. There is something I probably still will respond to, but um, I'm so mad about it. I'm so mad about some of the things people said still weeks ago that I have to... Shh, Molly. I have to wait till I am um, calm enough to be able to formulate a response that Uh-oh. doesn't Damn. flagrantly insult some of your listeners. Ooh. And um, yeah, every time I record a voice from my or my cat start meowing. It's just what do we so do? bizarre. Did we um, up? And the other reason I got put off oh, sending voicemails was everyone talking about my voice, which made me self-conscious. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not here to sound sexy. <laughs> Mission um, failed. But um, <laughs> the other thing, the 
thing I wanted to just say is congratulations for turning three for three years. I can't believe it. That's gone super fast. I have been there since the beginning, even if somewhat behind episodes for a portion of it. And um, even though some of it doesn't relate to my daily life at all, I still appreciate the perspective it gives me, um, except about sport, because I don't care about sport. I don't care. Not your sport, like any sport, Australian <laughs> sport, any sport. I just, sport. my mind just switches off, not even on purpose. People start talking about sport, and then I realise my eyes have glazed over and I've drifted off somewhere. I just can't keep concentrating. So if you, when you talk about sport, I just end up drifting off, and then I realise, oh, oh, I've stopped talking about sport, so I rewind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's anybody at any time who talks about sports, so don't feel offended. Um, and um, uh, But all apart from the sport, um, I love all of it. I, I just find it uh, interesting. I find it entertaining. Sometimes I find it maddening. Um, sometimes it makes me want to cheer. Um, all of that. So, uh, yeah. I hope that it keeps going for um, another while yet, another little while yet. And um, the other thing, uh -oh. what was that? Oh, yes. So there's been a police shooting in Australia, and um, that doesn't happen that often, uh, certainly not compared to uh, over there. And um, it's just come up in the news today, and, and it happened in the night because uh, the morning as I speak to you, and um, it's really weird because I don't know the race of the people, but I don't know if anybody knows the race of the people because basically the people shot were a man and a woman dressed as uh, in costume, one as the Joker and one as Harley Quinn, and they were actually having sex in front of a crowd at a swingers party when the police burst in and shot them. Um, something to do with the Joker had a fake gun and someone thought it was real and called the cops and it all kicked off and then the Joker pointed the maybe fake or maybe real gun at the cops and the cops thought maybe it is real so the cops shot the guy in the leg or the woman in the leg anyway they both got shot the man is not doing too well but the woman's okay she just copped one in the leg um, so that is like the weirdest police shooting story ever um and uh i just thought i'd give you that uh, <laughs> as an australian uh, police shooting story um i hear so many of yours which are just uh flagrant racism perpetuated by people in power who can get away with it mm -hmm. and do and supported by morons so you know, what have I got to say about that that you haven't already said, um, really? But despite all this bullshit, you guys still, um, you live your lives, you you call out bullshit, you do your podcasts, you smoke your cigars, you do all of that, you have your families, and uh, long may you both and your podcast reign. Nice. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. We haven't heard from our Australian uh, furthest away listener in quite some time, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Big up to where now. Yeah, I found it interesting that her, her police shooting story is, like, like one, incredibly rare that it even happens, and then when it does, the police shot some fucking comic book characters. <laughs> like, like, that's the... 
And that's like the wildest thing to happen in Australia. Dude, that's crazy. That's it, it's crazy. The and police it's shot the Joker and it's, in the and leg. It's actually, <laughs> I guess it's yeah, right, right. It's actually well, they didn't kill nobody, <laughs> and then they shot. Yeah, like I say, comic book. That's that's fucking hilarious. Um, and it's crazy, and I guess it's a good thing that it's rare. Like, oh my god, it's not. It's not like, man, they killed another motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, so many of the fucking. You know stories that we have here, so yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spoil you on who it was, but there was text attached to the voicemail, so I wanted to play the voicemail so you could get the genuine surprise of the voicemail, and then I read. I read the text. It's not too much text. She said, uh, "Hello, I know a voicemail is long overdue. I've given up trying to respond to the topics at a timely fashion, so I'm just saying hello for now. I do, however, have strong opinions on the crying kids and gender topic, which might, which I may express in the future." So I'm assuming that something was said at some point regarding one of those topics, probably the gender one. I don't even remember what it was, honestly, uh, that she has some strong opinions on. Well, cool. We, we definitely welcome them all, especially from our some of our dope listeners. So that's what's up. Yeah. Um, so uh, next is from Steve. Um, he kind of gave me a heads up on what this was about, but I don't remember. So uh, I guess he I guess he really didn't get you hit. Well, he gave you one, but it doesn't matter since you don't remember it anyway. So it's, yeah. a, it's a surprise to you, too. Yeah. So it'll be a surprise to me. So let's see what uh, what uh, foolishness he's talking about. Hey, what up, though? So, you all know, I couldn't hear last week's podcast and hear something about football. And then now, oh, now I remember chime in with some uh, some outside thoughts about it. Um, so just to touch on what Baylor talked about last week on the podcast when he uh, he left that voicemail, as far as Stafford is concerned, man, the only reason Stafford actually got that $41 million was because he was the second-to-last rookie under the previous rookie wage scale. So what it was, it used to be every year a new rookie came in, that number one pick, almost regardless of the position, had a higher salary than that previous year's number one pick. So the only reason he got $41 million was because the NFL players agreement, their union and the league hadn't set a precedent or that ruling where they had that rookie wage scale that you see right now. So that's the only reason Stafford got that 41 mil before he signed anything. My dude, like it had nothing to do with us truly thinking he was the man, even though he is. And he's going to finally get us that damn ring one day, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so again, that's the only reason he got the 41 mil. And that's the reason why you see rookies now not getting those type of contracts anymore because they finally set that pay scale in order. As far as Derek Carr, Fuck him. I, I ain't really going to touch on what Mike said. Um, he don't play for the Lions, so I'm kind of in agreements with Mike. But See? I mean, he's cool and all, but whatever. But, fuck him. but as far as Carr's deal is concerned, he basically just set the bar for the uh, for the quarterbacks for the rest of this year going forward. Kirk Cousins might have said it, um, but Stafford's already going to beat that deal sometime later this year. Uh, what it is, it's a cap-friendly deal for the Raiders, though. I know it don't seem like a lot. Or I know it really don't seem like that, I should say. But what they did is they gave him all this money up front. So the guaranteed money that he has, which is great for him. I'm always an advocate of players getting paid in that league. But it works out for them because everything's front-loaded. So when he's in the best uh, best years of his prime, so to speak, that's when he'll get the most money. If he falters, yeah, they lose a little bit of money. But those last few years aren't guaranteed. So they can easily cut ties with him. So if you're a Raiders fan, I mean, I feel sorry for you, but... You know, you got a cap friendly deal on that. So that's why they were able to go ahead and make those updated um, offensive line moves and they freed up cap spaces on other players. So that's a smart move on their part. I know it seemed like a lot of money, but they they did the right thing on that one. 
Uh, last thing I want to touch on real quick is um, just voicemail, man. That shit got me. Uh, that shit got me kind of thinking a lot because the uh, the Flandro thing. That's that's basically me. Um, I mean, we didn't talk about it before. I live out in AZ. I carry my gun on me at all times because you can out here. I keep it in the car. Um, yo, I gotta agree with Otis. I, for if that situation happened with me now. The, when the incident happened, it had me shook because that easily could have been me. But having my wife and my son in the car now, I'm not gonna lie, I'd, I'd just probably act like a bitch. Um, my wife and my son's life mean way more to me than I can ever express to my my life. So I, I really, I don't know how to answer that question outside of just saying I would be like a, I would act like a little bitch and just yes sir, no sir, and all this other shit versus how I would normally interact with the officers if it was just me. Um, yeah, that's that's a hell of a fucking question, man. I, I got to take some more time to think about that, but that's all I'm going to touch on right now, man. Um, keep doing your thing. This is like a three, four-minute voicemail, so I'm going to cut it off short uh, from here, man. I'll let y'all later. Peace. So, I, just a, a quick uh, blurb or whatever. Last week, uh, if you haven't heard, listen to the last episode, uh, Jeff it asked a pretty good fucking question that I've never actually ever fucking considered which was how do you, how would you re- and this is all you know in thoughts with you know Philando Castile and um, his murder um, and he was in the car with his you know his child and girl and his question was basically how would you react if you had your you know your your lady and kid in the car when you know a police incident like that happened so um, if you uh, didn't listen last week definitely uh, suggest go back check it out um but yeah, um, what else we got? Sorry, I was exhaling. That's fine. Um, cool. I also got to breathe. Yeah, tired. <laughs> like <laughs> exhaling cigar smoke, not just like, like. I was breathing. Sorry. <laughs> I got to keep track of my inhales and exhales. Uh, another. I mean, this isn't really a comment on Steve's voicemail because it was kind of just in response to other stuff. But we do have, sorry, uh, Gar. Now a little sport discussion coming later that I'm sure. Uh, 199% sure that Steve will also comment on for our next episode. Right. <laughs> so uh, next up, we got another one from BTG. Uh, the subject line says loyalty in, inside my DNA. So um, I'm assuming it's sports related, but or food. I'm gonna go sports. I'm gonna go Raiders. Ooh, it's four and a half minutes long. I don't want to play this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> but let's see what he's talking about. And we really need a bell that to ring every time he says my nigga. But uh, it's neither here nor there. What up, though? So, look, last week's question, well, one of last week's questions um, about would I switch teams if, you know, having two teams come to L.A., do I adopt one of those teams to represent? No, I don't give a shit about the Rams, even though they probably, you know, they, they have L.A. history. Uh, then you got San Diego Chargers. I try. Look, I tried to donate money to keep their ass in San Diego. I don't give a shit about them either. I'm, I'm really. The only benefit of them actually coming out here is that we get more games. You know what I'm saying? Like we get to see more teams. Of course, my Raiders being in the same division as the Chargers, uh, I'll be able to see them. You know, a lot. Um. So no, man. I'm a Raiders fan. I'm. It's not about the city. When it comes to sports, it's not. When it comes to the Raiders, it's not about the city because I was born and raised watching them through the switching between L.A. and Oakland or whatever. I never had 
much of a problem with them going to Oakland because at least they stayed in California. And I knew they weren't going to be too far away. Um, but, nah, man, uh, I'm a Raiders fan. I, it's all about the logo. It's all about the color, uh, the mystique, everything. It doesn't really... You know, the whole is not being from L.A. doesn't really play a part. If the motherfuckers move to Mississippi or goddamn New Jersey, I'm still going to be a Raiders fan. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's certain teams, like it's certain franchises that's like that, where you just have a core following uh, of fans that, you know, Green Bay, Steelers, Dallas, um, you know, my Raiders, of course. It's certain franchises like that where they like, Nah, we we gonna still rep this team. Um, other than that, yeah, man, I don't give a no. I can't, I can't, I can't see myself wearing another color. Like it took me a very long time to wear other hats. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't wear like it's certain hats that I won't wear. I won't wear a Denver Broncos hat. I will never wear a Chargers hat. I'll never wear a Chiefs hat. I and I won't. I won't wear a Dallas or a New England hat. Um, Outside of that, I'll wear anybody else's hat. I'll wear me a Detroit hat. I'll wear me a Green Bay hat. Um, and and I- That don't sound loyal to me. I'm just saying. I wouldn't wear no other franchise hat. I'm just saying. Also, the other franchise he mentions ain't going nowhere or ain't ever went nowhere. <laughs> like The Packers ain't about to go anywhere else. So Wisconsin people ain't got nothing to worry about. Cowboys ain't going nowhere. But... Anyway, see, I like my my fanship and my pride for the Raiders is stronger than it is for like like the Lakers. Like I'm a Lakers fan, but I got a Clippers hat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got like a Raptors hat. I wear different hats in the NBA, but it's also kind of different though. Like we take football like serious. I mean, I'm not talking about just in LA. I'm talking about in general because it's almost like a fraternity. Now basketball. You can still, you know, be a, you can still be a Pistons fan, but then wear anything else. Like I'm gonna go, I if can't. I if I find me an Isaiah Thomas throwback jersey, I'm snatching that bitch, and I'm rocking it. I'm gonna wear one when you come but over here and dare to take it. You never catch me wearing uh, a Dallas jersey. You never catch me wearing a Denver, KC, San Diego Patriots jersey ever, ever. If anybody bought me that shit, I will FaceTime you and burn that shit literally and make you watch it. If you hung up, I will call you again on FaceTime and watch <laughs> and then let you watch this. Cause nah, my mom bought me a Dallas coat back in the day in high school. I probably wore it once and I tried to wear it inside out. <laughs> That's how much I hate them. I'll never wear a Boston Celtics. I'll never wear that. Other than that, I'll wear anything else. I'll wear a Spurs jersey or something like that. But my rivals, rivals, which San Diego is one of my rivals, the Rams, I just don't give a shit about. But I just never wear their jersey. It's just something about football. Like, football and basketball is separate. Like, the, the rivalries is kind of, like, different. I'm deeply rooted into, like, the, the AFC West rivalry and the rivalry between uh, the Raiders and New England, you know, for, you know, history purposes. And I just hate Dallas fans. I hate Dallas. I hate everything about Dallas. So, yeah, no, nah, man, like, y'all know as a as a Detroit Lion fan, y'all gonna stay a Lion fan even if the niggas move to, like, Delaware. Delaware Lions, fucking uh, Tampa Bay Lions. It don't matter. Y'all gonna be a Lions fan because of the logo or whatever. I would think, but, you know, y'all might be different, you know? So, that's it. The fuck Stafford. This nigga. 
All right. so angry at that. <laughs> Probably just because I said fuck Derek Carr. But um, I don't know. I can't say I would do that. Because like he said, his loyalty is to the franchise and not to the city. And mine is the opposite. Yeah, mine My is loyalty to is city. to the city. So it's like I've just never been presented with that because my whole life, all the franchises have always been in this city. Right. So like they may move, they may move their locations as far as where they play within the city and outside of the city. Mm-hmm. But it's still the city. If the Lions move to shit to Atlanta, they just the Atlanta Lions, and I ain't fucking with them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just the opposite. But I mean, you know, whatever your Lions is, that's cool. Um, just stick with it. Um, yeah, I, it's just to, it's to the city. So yeah. Um. So let's see what's next. That's another one from him, but it's not a voicemail. It's an email. Uh, it's about a paragraph to uh, Jeff's question. Uh, answering Jeff's question from last episode, if I was pulled over my family was with me, I'm not moving. Simple. When we travel, it's four of us. I would simply answer any questions without an attitude and move when asked to. If I'm not asked to move, make eye contact and just listen. Last thing I want to do is put my family in a position where they might get harmed or witness me being harmed over the wrong move or trigger words. I recently was pulled over with my client in the car. Oh, one of them old people he'd be fucking. <laughs> <laughs> <I struggle. laughs> who is this mr btg uh, 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 client 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 my nigga client <laughs> why, oh, she, awesome. why she ain't got her diaper on I, 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 <laughs> why, no why is her diaper pulled to the side <laughs> and why are you rock hard sir <laughs> I can see that hard on through your basketball shorts. You gotta be the most shadiest nigga ever to do a woman in a diaper and pull it to the side, nigga. It's all full and puffy and shit. <laughs> Squishing when you move it. <laughs> Why don't she have her teeth in right now? <laughs> don't awesome. be asking me no questions, my nigga. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, uh, continuing. I strongly believe that I was handled lightly because my client was white with a disability. Let that have been a friend or a relative, it probably would have ended differently. Not saying it would have been shots fired, but I'm just not leaving with just a fix-it ticket warning. Just my opinion. Other than that, I don't think any man or woman should verbally or physically put their family in a situation where it could possibly end up graphic. Keep your hands on a wheel and think ahead and have your wallet out before the officer walks up to your window. Turn the car off and roll all the windows down. Listen and live. Um, yeah, what's your general, uh, procedure when you get pulled over? Um, pray. No, I think, uh, generally is to not make any sudden movements and to try to answer all the questions as clear as I can and not be mistaken for anything that's, that's, that's perceived as threatening to them. No, I mean, even before they even, like, as soon as you get the lights, well, I'm already thinking something fucked up. Like, I just, you know, I'm always thinking that, you know, I'm hoping I don't get beat the fuck up. But see, before, it used to be, I hope I don't get my ass kicked or some shit. Or, I was riding around dirty as hell. I'm just hoping I, well, I, you know, initially, I think it's hoping I don't go to jail. Right. So then, and then it's like, you know, prior to, to like, the the over overdoing of, like, you know, uh, uh, killings and shit, it was like, you know, I hope I don't get my ass kicked. You know what I'm saying? With, you know like Rodney King and shit and stuff like that. Um, 
but I think as of the last couple of years, now it's like, I just hope I don't die. You just hope that maybe you can get your ass kicked and just <laughs> live to tell the fucking story. Like, I just got a ticket? Like, shit, fuck, man. <laughs> niggas dying out here. <laughs> right. So I think that's my my initial thing. I, I think before, you know, I've drove so long, you know, with bad license and shit. So just like, man, I'm going to go to jail and shit. And I just never was thinking about the other implications of like, you know possibly getting beat the fuck up or dying or some shit but it's like now nah, i've been i've been good for a while I've been legal it's like i ain't did shit like the last couple of times i've got pulled over it wasn't because i had a moving technically a moving violation well i guess i don't know you call it a broken windshield is a moving violation but that's what but i'm like that's why you really pulled me over dog and then i got pulled over for my muffler was too loud god damn that's the uh I feel like that's the go to move for like this is my excuse to pull you over, let me see what else I can find once I got you pulled over. Well no, that but or it's just running your plates for no fucking reason and then just getting you did you see the story of the state's attorney in Florida? Mm mm. So black woman gets pulled over and they run her plate and it's something weird with the plate, but it comes up nothing. And then, you know, she's asking so what did you actually pull me over for? Oh, we just run random people's plates and shit. And then they said they thought her tent was dark, but they said they didn't have uh, uh, a, a tent. Like, I guess they have like a meter or something to show how uh, dark or light tent is or if you're, you know what I'm saying, in violation. Mm-hmm. And so they asked her, I think there's something about asking her where she worked or something. She's like the agency or something. And he's like, yeah, she's like the state's attorney. So she's a fucking state's attorney, black woman, state's attorney for Florida. <laughs> so then she, uh, at the end of the interaction, she ended up asking him for their cards or whatever. And I think he did. He didn't have a card, so he wrote his name and number down and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it got like mad, mad uh, spins on the news and shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we just get pulled over for no fucking reason, just hoping some bullshit pops off or whatever. Yep. And then you fuck around and pull over the state's attorney and shit of all <laughs> people to pull over. So yeah, my general uh thing is like. As soon as I get flicked, my first thought is, where can I pull over that's out the way? Because I don't like when people get pulled over and they're like in the way and shit. And then the police be parking their car diagonal and shit, taking up lanes. And now people are like, <laughs> got to go around them and be like halfway out the lane to avoid hitting the police and all that shit. So I always try to pull over somewhere that's like out the way. So like, even if it takes me a while to pull over, I'll still pull over like out the way. Then I don't turn the car off. But I do put it in park and like turn the radio down or whatever. And even then, it's like I don't even be listening to music no more. I'll be listening to podcasts. So I'm like, they're really going to be offended if they hear NPR playing while they pull me over. You know, it's funny. I've never considered that the music would be an issue with her. I always just turn it down. Like, I don't want nothing to, to, to keep these motherfuckers from, not, from hearing what I got to say or they asking questions or some shit. I feel like uh, they have an attitude like, uh, can you turn it down, please? Like, you know, like like that. So I was like, I just turn it, turn it off. Then, um... Before they even get to the car, like the first thing I do is I put it in park and then I reach and get all the shit. So I get my license, my registration and my insurance. It's all in my hand. And by the time they walk up to my window, I'm sitting there with my arm not out the window, but up to the window holding the all, documentation. All shit, right. And then goes from there. Um, yeah. And I just answer questions and try to be cool about it. I mean, yeah. Knock on wood. I haven't had to pay a ticket. Since 2012, and I'm I did. I got pulled over twice in the last month. Are you serious? Yeah, but both times was legit. Oh. So like I knew I fucked up, oh. so I was just kind of sitting there like, well, <laughs> yeah, I did it. I got yeah, I was like, I did it. So like, we'll see. Like the first time was for 
making a right turn on red when there was a no turn on red sign, which to my not defense because I still did it, but like I had pulled up far enough, like close enough to the light that I was already past the sign to not know it was there. So like I didn't do it on purpose. Like I just didn't realize the sign was there. And the second time was for speeding. Like, but it was like a situation where, you know, like you just kind of going with the flow of traffic. I wasn't like darting in and out. I was just going like a normal speed. Like it's probably like I was on eight mile. Speed limit's probably 40, 45 or 40, something. 45. I was going like 50, 55, something like that. So Ooh, Detroit, uh, Ferndale, technically. Uh. Um, I had just passed and I'm, I'm, I'm still wondering how they even got me. Like, cause I feel like on the side of eight mile that I was on, it would have been Detroit, but then I had crossed over Woodward and what the lights hit me as soon as I crossed over Woodward. And I'm like, where'd they even come from? But uh, yeah, both times I did it, so <laughs> I just sat there waiting for the inevitable. Um, terrible fucking aim, trying to hit fucking really beetles. Do. Don't don't take up baseball. But I hear they have like I know right. I think they have like a mile or so that they can go within. So it don't matter if you're on eight mile, either side gonna pull you up. If you oh, I, okay, yeah. So yeah, it, I always wondered that too. But I thought somebody said it was a mile or something. I was talking to someone the other day, and they was telling me how uh. Um, now you're just hitting yourself. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, they got pulled over in Rafford, and he was smoking a cigar, and he started talking to the white cop or whatever. And he was a he was a uh, he was past military, and so he showed him his ID. Showed him military. So he said typically that's a lot of times he get out of tickets if he showed like his military, mm-hmm. you know, ID or whatever. So um, talking to the guy, the guy, the the officer, like the like cigars. So they started talking about cigars, and he was like, "You know, I'm gonna just let you go, but you know, I just we got a got a favor to ask you." And he's like, "What?" He said, "Uh, just tell everybody the police aren't that bad." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" And he said, "This is probably about nine months ago, so it was recent and shit." Um, I don't know. If we mentioned it on the podcast before, but uh, being that I had a a, a, a drinking inf- uh, fraction years ago. Had to take a class. <laughs> Drinking infraction. <laughs> that was the softest fucking way to say a DUI I ever heard in my life, but I had a drinking infraction. <laughs> and um, I found out that... Sir, rap- you're drinking Kool-Aid right, you're in, drinking, a, in a, a pop a, zone. You have a point oh seven. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I was way more than that. Um, but they said that Refford pulls over the most people in the country per capita. Where? Where? Refford, Michigan, pulls okay. over the most people in the entire country. I don't, and I, I guess I need to look over the hell per capita means. I mean, per however many people, whatever the case is. But whatever case, that's a large number based be, upon the number the, of people in that area. Like, I, I think, yeah, that's a large fucking number because the number could be like twelve. But if you like, oh, right, that's not right. a lot. But there's only sixteen people there. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's right, like right, they right. pulling over everybody. But it makes sense because Refford is a pass through for everywhere. Coming to Detroit, going to Dearborn, going to Livonia, however the fuck, but yeah, yeah. it was some bullshit. So yeah, do we got any more? Um, uh, we have Jeff's uh, voicemail. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he just left that probably about what hour ago. Not even. Um, let me grab that real quick. Here's always a YouTube video in the dark in his car. Like, okay, it's kind of weird. Oh. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Up, though. All right, so I got 
feedback that's not my feedback from last week. Um, y'all talked a lot about strippers and porn stars and their lives outside of the industry. And I was going to venture. Hold on, I got to pause this. Guess or speculate based on what I heard about. I feel like he's going to be like, I played the podcast for one of my porn star friends, and this right, is what that, they said. That would have been dope. <laughs> now, that would have been dope. Well, but, we can't say would have because we can't rule it out, but. No, we can't. He ain't said it yet, so. Yeah. yeah. People in the industry, but then I remember. I actually know somebody who <laughs> oh, does both. both. So, Ooh. I hit her up with this message. I said, <clears throat> does, hold on. I said, okay, so two friends of mine do a podcast every week. And last week, the subject of strippers came up, which led to the talk of pornography. And the question was, does that job transfer into your home life and how? Most people go home and talk about work. Does someone in those industries do the same? Does it dull your sexual appetite with your mate? Are you able to visit or watch your mate at work if they are in that industry? Lastly, what do you think about while at work? Do you ever actually get turned on or are you completely disconnected or in a different place mentally? Ooh, I can't wait to get this answer. I told her in advance that I was going to read her answer if she was willing to answer and being the cool person that she is she was so she sent back this she said okay so one does that job transfer into your home life and how yes of course it does for one i have to be careful about what i say around my kids and around other family slash friends who don't know or understand the industry it also changes my sleeping patterns and personal needs Instead of normal housewife slash mom wanting foot rubs and back rubs, I want to not be touched or tugged on, given space. Two, most people go home and talk about work. Does someone in those industries do the same? Yes, everyone talks shop at some point. Again, I just have to be more careful about what I say. Three, does it dull your sexual appetite with your mate? That's an interesting one. Yes and no. There are definitely times when I felt overtouched and trying to get some during that period will actually make me angry. However, it gives me a higher sex drive on a regular basis. Part of wanting sex is feeling sexy, and that job definitely can make a girl feel sexy and a little adventurous. Four, are you able to visit or watch your mate at work if they're in that industry? I've done this before. Some can, most can't. There has to be a lot of trust and understanding of the business. Five, what do you think about while at work? Money mostly, good call <laughs> Otis. But I often find myself thinking about the same things I do at other jobs. What am I going to do when I get out? What can I do tomorrow? I hope the girls are being good for the sitter. Did I put on deodorant? <laughs> Sometimes, I think things like God, I could really use, sorry, God, I could use the money, but I really hope that one stinky, annoying, grabby, loud guy doesn't come in, even though he always tips well. Six, do you ever get turned on or are you completely disconnected or in a different place mentally? Are you kidding? Oh, yes, I get turned on. One of my biggest fantasies when I'm alone is going all the way with someone in the private rooms because I get worked up and then I have to stop. 
Although there are definitely times when I'm way disconnected. That's not good though, because people can feel your energy. The more fun you have, the more the better money you make. So this is from again a good friend of mine who's tends to be very open and honest about like life and situations we have a lot of deep conversations about stuff like that so she that's why i went to her with the question so far as i know she answered most of the speculative questions and comments that came up on the last podcast so i told her i was gonna send her the link after the podcast come out so there you have it that's what strippers slash porn stars think about other than that looking forward to the next one and i don't really have nothing to say on my own behalf so on that note i holla peace i want to oh go ahead i'm gonna say shout out to homegirl that was dope shout out to shout out to homeboy for even uh finding someone to even ask those questions i definitely was not expecting that so big shout out big shout out uh what were you going to say? No, I was going to say I want to crack jokes, but I'm very grateful for her for providing that information, so, so yeah, I don't want to so come out disrespectful. Any jokes to come out offline. Um, no, no I, I didn't go that far. No. I was going to say that I, I still can't get over the idea of like being a stripper or being a porn star and like stripping or getting fucked and thinking about <laughs> the babysitter and the kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what? I wonder, though, is it one of those... I wonder if it's one of those things where they're... I don't want to say desensitized. That might be the wrong word. But it's a job. Yeah. It's just a job or whatever. So she just says it as a job. So it's like, you know, you're sitting there, you know, between dances like, shit, I wonder what uh, any sales at Macy's. Like, <laughs> Can't wait to see Scandal lunch. tonight. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't know. That's the, that's dope, though. Um, definitely wasn't expecting that. So that's What time is cool. my lunch break? Okay. Um. Let me see a lighter real quick. Muchas gracias. Um, So uh, we can hit some of these topics we had popping. So definitely. Um, Where do you want to start? Hmm. Um, Let me look at the list real quick. Um, Actually, let's start with um, since I was saying we were going to have something that tied into Steve's uh, voicemail. Let's talk about uh, Calvin Johnson for a moment. Okay. You could start. <laughs> so Calvin Johnson was overseas recently, and um, I guess they had asked him about you know his situation with the Lions and things of that nature. And I don't have actual quotes verbatim, but um, I think he basically alluded to that he didn't really feel that the Lions were going to be like a winning team. Um, he didn't think that he would be able to get released, um, things of that nature. Now, do you? Know anything other than those two things I just said? No, okay. I mean that was the that was the main point of it. Like he still says, "Yeah, my body was fucked up, yada yada yada." But this is the first time that he admitted that part of the reason he retired was because he would have had to keep playing for the Lions. I mean, that's real. I mean, I I feel like I don't know. I feel like he. Do you think that NFL players do NFL players lack the same uh um? What's the word? Uh, the control they think they have versus NBA players. See, like when NBA players don't want to play somewhere, chances are they fucking get moved or traded or anything else. It does kind of seem that way. I mean, and again, this would be something Steve could talk on a yeah, little bit better. Yeah. Of, on how like the 
the general manager aspect of like NFL franchises and and how that pertains to players' abilities to move freely. But based on my very uh, base knowledge, it just which is pretty much just observation uh it does seem like nba players can largely come and go as they please especially if you're a player of NBA the caliber players? yeah nba is yeah. that is that not what i said i thought you said nfl oh if i said nfl i meant nba yeah. nba players can essentially come and go as they please especially if they're of the caliber of someone like calvin johnson if you're a star player you can pretty much write your own fucking ticket and you can even speculate the next year that you're leaving and <laughs> still get fucking traded uh Paul George said he was leaving 2018 season, and now he plays for the Oklahoma Thunder. So I felt like that. I feel felt. I think I mentioned it last week. I feel like that was still a move to get me out of here now because who yeah. wants to have a player that's like I don't want to play here next year? Like, do you think they're gonna be motivated to play now? Probably not. So. And it's also like it's also about cutting your losses, right? If you know you're gonna lose a guy, <clears throat> lose him for lose him and get something in return now, then and. and Instead of losing them for nothing later. And, so it makes sense. Right. And I would definitely parties. admit that I was not a component initially or during the time of to trade in Calvin Johnson. I was so like, got to work out. It just got to work. We can't lose. And I think that comes from getting attached to players and not the fucking team. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I was not one of those people kind of like maybe like Steve who wanted that trade early when no one else you know really wanted that to happen Mm -hmm. i was definitely not one of them people so you know i was definitely on that was one of those you know in retrospect like man we should have traded that motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) you know because i mean you know you didn't get nothing for it he left and then you know i mean i don't know i honestly think they it the i think they became a better team because they were able to use other more than just one option but I still think being able to trade, we could have you could have got a lot for mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson. Yeah. So, but I was definitely I I was one of the people who you know was a was so much of a fan of him that you know I was like, nah, this shit just got to work. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, just got to work. It's what you, it's it's what it's what you said. It's like you were looking at it from a fan perspective, a fan of that player, like. He's a great player and he plays for the home team. I want him to stay. Yeah. Steve was looking at it for, as a business decision, right. looking at it like, how does this work out? How does this play out in the long run? You know, all that kind of shit. So he was definitely right about that. Do you have any feelings of animosity at all toward uh, Calvin Johnson? I don't, for the, I don't at all. I felt and I for his I remember, uh, subtle Detroit slander. Well, not subtle. It was pretty blatant Detroit. Slander. I mean, it was, I mean, but it was true. Uh, even. Um, I think right before he retired, I think uh, and I think we talked about this in a previous previous episode. Um, Steve Smith was interviewed uh, and was talking about football. Steve Smith, football. Steve Smith. Okay. And he was interviewed and they asked him about Calvin Johnson and you know he had said uh, basically you know if Calvin Johnson felt like he could win, he would play through injuries. He would want to play more. You know what I'm saying? And so that's exactly how he felt. And I mean, that's what Steve Smith did. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what he did. You know what I'm saying? So you know, if he felt that he could have won, you know, he probably would have. You know, if you feel motivated with with good energy and good company, you're probably gonna do more. You know, so I totally feel him. You know, if if Calvin Johnson would have got traded, I would have rooted for him just like I rooted for other players on other teams. I never rooted for other teams, but I've you know. Wanted them to do well, you know what I'm saying. I've mm-hmm. liked them players, you know what I'm saying. So I would have liked. I have. I have nothing, you know, nothing negative to really say about Calvin Johnson. I just wish it would have worked out, you know. But um, other than that, nah. 
I thought, you know, he's an awesome player. You know, Calvin Johnson, between Calvin Johnson and Stafford, those are probably two of the main reasons that, you know, people came to see Lions games or paid or bought merchandise or any of that shit. So the Forest owe Calvin Johnson immensely, you know, for the, the contributions that he made to the team. So, nah, not, not, nothing. I have nothing bad to say about him at all. Yeah, like Johnny, liquid slap, he had a whole, he had a status that just said, yeah, fuck Calvin Johnson. <laughs> So like he he didn't care for that. Yeah. I personally so one he was right. We wasn't going nowhere. No. Two, if he felt like the franchise was kind of like shitting on him or whatever, and he felt like disrespected the way things played out or whatever, also true. Thirdly, I you know I'm a I'm a big uh, fan of the phrase when when there's smoke there's fire, and like. I feel like when we talk about the Lions as a franchise, we've now had two great players retire early and because they feel like the franchise was being fuck shit. Mm. And like that to me is indicative of the fact that, that the franchise itself just does not take proper care of its star players they don't. or treat them fairly. So all of those things, I'm like, yeah, that's valid at the same time. I still do hold a little bit of animosity because I don't like Detroit slander. So, like, I still feel a little bit of, like... No, I mean... I kind of I, I just feel... I, I wish that he just hadn't said it because, like, I just don't like hearing it. Like, yeah. I, so... It's, I mean, it's, it's hard It's hard to swallow. Pause. Um, damn it. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, a, you know, a hard thing to hear. Um, but, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the cliche phrase, the truth hurts, you know. Uh, and I think the fact that the, the shit happened with Barry and that was pretty much a similar situation you know to him I think he probably really felt that fuck if Barry couldn't leave and I don't know the contract I, situation of Barry I don't re- remember it I don't care but if uh, you know if, it, if he couldn't leave why would he feel he can leave you know so I don't know I, I just wish it was a I just wish it was a better better situation I know one thing they won't let uh, I don't think they're gonna let that shit same shit happen to Stafford though hmm. I don't see that happening I feel like the the management now is is more of a, uh, a or a, I guess business minded not the fours the fours are the fours are the fours but I feel like the general managers and the coaches and things of that nature I feel like if they felt that that Stafford couldn't do it, they would they would get someone else that could. We should have a things of that nature bell for you. Yeah, you say that shit a lot. Too. I wonder if I say, uh, is there something that I say a lot? I feel like there is. I don't know, but, but I don't gonna, know what it is. But I'm going to look for it now. But your things of that nature, if we had a things of that nature bell, we, know, we'd be rigging that bitch probably about 15, 20 times an episode. I don't know where I get the things of that nature from either. I don't, even, I don't recall a person ever really saying that either. I just so. kick that bug out the air like fucking Jackie Chan. Yeah, we have a, Woo! we have a, what it calls a, it's a May bug. May? That's the name of it? May bug. I looked it up because I couldn't. I was like, what the fuck is this bug? And I just, you know, gold colored bug is just always in the the fucking. Bitch is big as fuck, loud as hell, bumping into shit. Clumsy as fuck. Yeah. This is so big, man. You can, like, see their dicks hanging and shit. Some big ass ass bugs, dog. So, speaking of dicks hanging, so <laughs> where's this going? It, it's totally <laughs> this is not on my topic list. <laughs> I was, it, it, it was totally not, not even warranted, but I was going to talk about uh, um, Transformers dude. I, I always pronounce his name wrong. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. So, Shia LaBeouf showed his true colors this weekend. Um, he hates black people with a passion. 
not really hate people, but um, you watch the video, you listen to the to the interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think it's one of those things where you know, uh, truth serum liquor tells the story. Hell yeah! <laughs> let me let me. I'm gonna read something that I posted, and I'm kind of surprised because I posted this on Facebook, and it got absolutely no. Nothing. Like I don't even know if it got likes, don't let alone when, comments. You hate when you sh- you feel like shit is fire and nobody actually uh, pays attention to. It. Happens to me on Twitter every single time I tweet something. I'll be like, it's oh, that's kind of me dope. a lot lately on Twitter. I've been I swear I've been having like some cool ass fire shit and it's just been getting ignored. But whatever. Conversely, Fuck. it never happens to me on fucking Facebook. Like I post some shit on Facebook, it always gonna get a ton of likes, a ton of comments, mostly because I always post some like. Uh, not controversial, but shit that's meant to spark discussion. But I posted this shit, and it has four comments and three likes, which is a a bad turnout for me. And of the four comments, two of them are me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the other two are the same person. So one person. So essentially, it's it essentially it's one comment. Right. But um, it's an article that about a um a lawmaker in the UK. Who uh, I don't even get this term. Maybe it's just some British shit. But it says she used a term that said that uh, she's referring to Britain leaving the U- European Union. And she said something. She said, uh, and then we get to the real niggas in the wood pile. Niggas in the wood pile? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Which is in two years and what happens if there's no deal. I don't know what niggas in the wood pile means. But she said niggas. I, I, I don't know. Unless there's some other N word that's that can be edited out of a uh, out of a headline, but um, in the wood pile, I don't know what that means. Unless it's like a reference to like dead bodies. I don't know. I don't know what that has to. I don't even know what that phrase means as it pertains to leaving the European Union. <laughs> like I don't. I don't know. I don't know niggas in the wood pile. Maybe that's like I said. Maybe it's some 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 European shit. All right. So I found but, the so it's a wiki page for niggas in the wood pile. Nigger in the wood pile. Ooh. Okay. Alright, time to learn. It's the learning time. The more you know. A nigger in a wood pile or fence, a figure of speech. Originating in America, meaning some fact of considerable importance that is not disclosed. Something suspicious or wrong. Does that fit the context of... I don't know. What was she talking about? It it The article says, I, can, I guess I can read it and we'll see how far I can read it before I don't need to read it anymore. Yeah. It says, a British lawmaker caused outrage Monday after a recording emerged of her seemingly describing the prospect of Britain leaving the European Union without a deal as the real nigger in the woodpile. Uh, this article is from the 10th, by the way. Anne-Marie Morris, a conservative member of parliament, was heard on an audio clip obtained by the Huffington Post saying, and then we get to the real nigger in the woodpile, which is in two years, and what happens if there's no deal? When contacted by CNN, Morris replied by email saying, the comment was entirely unintentional. I apologize unreservedly for any offense caused. Well, so it, it in the context <laughs> of the actual phrase, based on the information, it seemed it was used in context. Yeah. But why you gotta use that? One, I've never heard that. Me neither. That <laughs> says it originated here. Like, okay. Yeah, that's why I'm like, <laughs> shit. Never heard that. So anyway, I posted this because uh, someone else who um, posted the comment said they posted the article and their their comment with the post says something like uh, another fake 
racist cunt apology. Something like that. And so I was gonna comment and I was like, well actually I left the com- I left the comment and then I was like, this is something that's good for my page too. So I po- I shared the story and then I put the comment that I left on his page as my comment to coincide with the article. And I said, I think they should stop apologizing. It's never going to seem... Uh, Yeah, I did see that. Okay. It's never going to seem genuine because they will never be remorseful for saying it. Every N-bomb dropped in the history of time by a white person was done intentionally, knowing full well the meaning and hatred behind the word and knowing they shouldn't be saying it. They say it because they don't care or respect black people enough not to say it, and they think they won't get caught. They're only apologizing because they got caught and they're supposed to apologize. You can't be sorrowful for something you did purposely with malicious intent. There are approximately 200,000 words in the English language. We ask these sorry motherfuckers not to say one of them, and they can't do it because they can't conceive of a world where they can't do whatever the fuck they want and everything belongs to them. And that's kind of like my stance on white people using that word now. It's like, I'm not going to sit and I, I left where well, I said, I actually, I should read it. I said, I left two comments on my own post. Um, I often do that. Like I'll post something, then I'll have another thought. So I'll just start commenting on my own shit. I started doing that too. I think I took that from Yeah. Is, I said at this point, I used to get made fun of for doing that. Now a bunch of people doing it. Like, why are you commenting on your own post? Cause I have more shit to add. Yeah, fucker. Anyway, <laughs> I said at this point, I don't care to hear any fake ass white apologies anymore. I'm not even going to request they don't say it. But if I find out, I'm going to take a mental note and file that individual under the category of typical subhuman filth, a list slash category. They will never be able to, to apologize their way out of and that's kind of just that's kind of my approach right now so i hear shia labeouf say oh yeah you he didn't say the n-word but he said something like he said to a cop that uh he was gonna go to hell because he was black and uh you might we just called him a nigga shit that, that's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> bad things are gonna happen to you because you're a negro yeah so like that's kind of the approach i take to it at this point i'm like i just file shia labeouf under fuck boy and then that's like that's going to be just how I consider him now. And it's like, that's how I look at any notable celebrity or politician or anybody who's in the public eye. And that's how I look at any individual I know in real life. Like if I found out that some white person I know casually was dropping an N word, I'm filing you under fuck shit. And I don't even care how well I know you. Like I could be like, Oh, this person is cool with me largely. And I find out they said, it. I'm like, well, fuck them. They can go to hell. Cause like, I, like it's it's the point that I made. Like you know, you're not supposed to be saying it. You could use any of the other 199,999 words with no problem, but you want to say this one just because, like I said, they white people just can't seem to conceive of like not being able to do what the fuck they want. Like they feel like everything belongs to them. They feel like they should be able to do whatever they want. They're entitled to everything, whether it's somebody else's nation or, or it's being able to say nigga. Like they think they should be able to do everything. What's their number one excuse? When they say it, like <laughs> they feel like they should just be able to do whatever they want. So like if you with the full knowledge of knowing the history of the word, knowing the hatred behind it, knowing that we don't want you to say it, knowing that you're going to catch a whole lot of shit for saying it and you still purposely do it. What's the point of apologizing? Like that that's not an apology. That's just like, oops, I got caught. So I should say this. Like, no, like we know you did that. Like you did it on purpose. Like that's like, I don't know. That's like killing somebody and then go, oh, my bad. Like, I, I didn't mean to do that. Like, no, you shot me, motherfucker, on purpose. Like, like you put a gun to my chest and you pulled the trigger. You can't say like, 
oh, I didn't realize that was harmful. Like, yes, you did. Like, what are you talking about? So, like, I, like with Shia LaBeouf, I'm just like, well, he's a fuckboy now, and that's just that's just how it is. So, a uh, uh, um, random tidbit to uh, the whole nigger in the woods. Uh, Dr. Seuss used the term in a 1929 cartoon. Nice. Right. So, Dr. Seuss been fucking a racist fuck all this time? Hmm. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> it's an article on it. I'm, I'm not going to read it, but it's interesting enough. I'll just save it for later. I Maybe I'll tweet it after we post the, app, uh, the episode. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. And, I, and, I, and we brought this up before. Like, you know, there are many, many fucking words in the English language. In Spanish language. In any other fucking... Um, Can I give you lighter back? Um... Uh, thought, uh, no, yeah, you did. Here you go. Okay. Um, yeah, you did. All the fucking words in the fucking lang- language of, of speaking, and then one word you just feel like you just gotta use because they do it too. Whatever. What the fuck ever. Um, and you know there's mad white people that say it in private. Oh, absolutely. that's what they think it is. Like, um, I'm just gonna say it. Nobody's gonna hear it. Nobody, I'm not gonna get caught. Like, I don't. I don't even want to hear white people say it like rapping along to rap songs because I'm just like I just don't I I just don't see why they feel like they just have to say it like they will find any excuse under the sun for why it should be okay for them to say it and it's like why do you want to say it so bad like why do you need that justification like I, like you just have to say it like why can't you just not you know, you know why though i think i figured it out just now i figured out why they why they refuse to leave it alone mm-hmm. because in history white people have never not been able to do something Mm-hmm. They've always been able to do something. There's nothing they've not been able to do, and that's it. I think that's the symbol. They've always been able to do something. They've never been said, "No, you can't do this." <laughs> You've always been able to do something. So, why, why, why one word will, will stop will stop that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what else we got? Uh, so that's just a note for our white listeners. Bear that in mind. If you say it on the sly, hope I don't find out. And it got to be white listeners that we don't really know because all the white listeners that we do know don't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. So, um, moving along, let's see what else we got. Where, where do I want to go next? All right, I got two topics I can knock out under one umbrella. So let's get a little political for a moment. Um, I know we don't – I try to keep the politics shit kind of low, but um, this actually kind of also ties into – It's kind of hard to avoid. Yeah, but like, so what, what I'm assuming, I'm assuming I know what the topic you're about to say. I'm well, there's two that. topics that file under politics. Um, the 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 thing with that for me is like, I don't like Trump shit. Like, there's something that happens with this motherfucker like every day. Like, it, it's it's like almost kind of you get sick of talking about. It. It's kind of like the the topic of the phones being taken into the concerts and shit. It's like, okay, we discussed that shit ad nauseum. <laughs> like, I think we've kind of like killed that topic. And that's kind of how I feel about Trump Trump shit sometimes. It's kind of like, what else can you really say when new fuckery comes to light? Because it's like, okay, so he just did something, or him or his administration, whatever, just did some crazy shit yesterday, too. So, like, we'd end up discussing his fuckery or his administration's fuckery every day. But um, recently, I feel like this was, like, a, a more major story is that his son... 
so actually, let me let me build out the timeline because I found out about it kind of like on the tail end of it because like we discussed at the beginning, like work's been crazy. Like I used to like sit at work and do my job, but then I'd also have like Twitter and Facebook open on one of my monitors and I'd just be like checking out Twitter occasionally, checking out Facebook occasionally. But um, I don't I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I got promoted at work and now I have way more responsibilities and I just don't have time for that shit. So I'm like way earn your keep, nigga. Yeah, I'm 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 way out of the loop. So um I I I I find out about things kind of late and then I gotta like kind of like backtrack, right? So I found out that um Trump's son had Trump Jr. had uh had some sort of uh contact with a Russian lawyer who was willing to disclose uh, damning information about Hillary Clinton or whatever. And my first thought was like, I, I saw that he had released some emails and I was like, my first thought was, I bet this story leaked ahead of time. So he just released the emails as a way of like, kind of like getting ahead of the story. And sure enough, once I started doing research, I found out that that's what happened. So mm-hmm. the New York Times found out that all they found out was that uh, he was sent an email by this Russian lawyer who said, hey, man, I got in. I got actually I don't even think they, they knew what it said. They just said that he had a meeting with uh, some Russian folks, him uh, and a couple other people, Kushner and um, uh, their former campaign manager met with uh, this Russian guy to discuss some information that the Russian government had on Hillary Clinton that could help his campaign. And that turned into a thing. So I guess to get ahead of it, he released the email and the email essentially said, and and the podcast I listened to read the email verbatim and the email essentially said, you know, Hey, it's me, Russian guy, whatever. He was like, I said, he was like a lawyer. Um, I have some information on the Clinton campaign that might be of use to your father. Um, this is high level shit. Keep it low key. Um, don't tell nobody. Yeah. This this is gonna, this, this is some crazy shit. Let's, let's meet up. And he said something like, if it's what if it's like you say it is, I love it. And apparently they met initially before he released the email. He said, "Yeah, we met with them to discuss some other shit. They mentioned some shit about Hillary or whatever, and it didn't seem like it would be a big deal, so we left." Like he made it sound like way low key. The email comes out now. Everything's out to everything's out in the light, and it it is just a, like I said earlier. The, the when there's smoke, there's fire, and it's like there's been so much shit. Regarding Russia's uh, influence on our election, that it's like I don't understand how anybody who is alive can deny <laughs> that this shit happened. Like it's so bad, dog. It's so much shit. This shit is like if you can if you deny it at this point, it's like the equivalent of like you literally being ablaze and still denying that you're on fire. Like literally, you your skin is burning off, and you're just like. Mm, I don't think I'm on fire. Like, like that's how that shit is. And like, I, I, people are hesitant to throw around words like treason and impeachment still kind of like that. And I'm just like, I don't understand honestly why people are still acting like that's so far off. I'm like, how, how long he's been president six months. And like, I feel like we're six months in and we've already found out about all kinds of fucked up shit that him and his campaign have engaged in with the Russians. And I'm like, I, I don't see how 
throwing around words like impeachment and treason is is so far off the table to some people. I mean, I can see if the shit was just not obvious that it's happening, but the uh, possible treason, collusion, all that shit, that shit is really fucking happening, though. And they're so obvious with it. It's not like we're finding, like, we're finding, you know, years later some shit that, you know, shit popped off and it was really hitting and shit like that. Like, this is a real fucking time. That we're finding out this shit. Like, and you're denying that that's the reason you said I forget the reason. Did you say the reason they said they actually talked to the Russian people? It wasn't for that. It was it wasn't for the, the shit on Hillary. It was I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was like something option or some dumb shit. Yeah, it was something, something like weird. that. Like no, Yeah, that's what nigga. they said the meeting was for. Yeah, like come on, man. Don't be I think you now you're just insulting all of America. You know what I'm saying, and saying dumb shit like that. It is what it is, man. And I just don't understand why I, I since we never really, I mean, I guess you had issues with like Nixon and stuff. And somebody said, <laughs> they said this is, uh, they said, what if one of Nixon's kids uploaded all the tapes and stuff to SoundCloud of shit that happened <laughs> or Watergate and stuff? <laughs> to <It's a> SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this word. Put that this, horn on it. Right, right. right. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you hear the SoundCloud? It's like run out of money. I did hear that, and I was concerned. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I hope if that happens that they p- provide advice on what you do with your entire feed if that happens. Yeah, because, like, we have 136 fucking episodes of shit. Like, and I, 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 I'm getting off the subject, but it's like, what do we do with all our shit? How yeah. do we up back upload to the, because we upload to everything else from SoundCloud. Right. To iTunes, all that shit, but I guess if they say we're across that bridge when we get there, yeah, that's yeah, that was my exact thought. Like, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Oh man, um, but yeah, so I, I mean, this shit is in real time happening, and I just, I, what do you think is gonna happen? I have no idea. Like, and the interesting thing to me about it is that, like, like I said, they act like impeachment and shit is like is off the table and all this kind of shit. Not off the table, but like a distant uh possibility and i'm like man clinton got it for fucking <laughs> he can't get it for colluder russia <laughs> like, like, I, like i feel like uh uh we're in a completely different space here like uh he just he was just fucking like <laughs> he got some head dog and they was ready to throw the book at him this motherfucker has family talking to russia he's been doing he's been having uh, it's almost like he feel like we, we're we're making up this whole Russia relationship. Like this shit is like known. It's in the news. Reporters working on this shit forever. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what the special counsel is going to dig up. I hope it doesn't take long. And when I say I hope it doesn't take long, I mean I hope that however this plays out is resolved before the end of his first term. Like I hope worst case scenario in a year or two this shit is resolved one way or the other like I, I don't I don't want him to even be up for re-election honestly I, I, I swear I don't I don't see a, another fucking election but I'm like how much else what else can happen it's like every day something crazier happens and I'm like waiting for I don't know something just I don't something totally crazy to happen for somebody to find, for people to finally go you know what it might be time to get him up out of here. <laughs> like, I don't understand why there are people who are not at that point yet. Like, I, 
Oh, for party loyalty. I would love to know if like how, how many of people who voted for 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 Trump are fed up now. Like, I know they did they they were assholes and they did some dumb shit, but I just wonder like, can they honestly say that they're really fed up with all of the bullshit that's happening? And this is not even what this is what six, seven months into into right. presidency. Seven months into first Obama presidency, there was there was no scandals, no nothing. It was just people hating the black man for being president. Eight years into Obama's presidency, there was no scandals. And the only possible thing they could probably think about is daughter smoking weed. Like, really? That's the only fucking thing you could actually really say about the man. Yeah. Whatever. So the other political thing that I want to talk about was that there's a, I don't say a rumor, but there's news that Kid Rock might run for Senate here. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> his, I saw his tweet yesterday. Oh, boy. Oh, and, boy. And I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, literally. Like, I don't know. I have nothing I have nothing good to say about Kid Rock. Uh, nothing at all. Um, and I feel like he would probably get fucking votes. It, he definitely will. He has... Think about how many white, redneck motherfuckers live here. A uh, lot. A lot. You're right. Like I have, like you immediately want to dismiss it, and then like five seconds later, you remember that we elected Trump president, and you think, uh, well, I guess it's not off the table. Right, right, and, and yeah, that's, and I think that's huge. It's like you know, you think like, man, that could never happen, and then you say, well, Bitch. look what just happened seven months ago, eight months ago. Yeah, and I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't even say like, I don't have anything good to say about Kid Rock. I like. Fuck that motherfucker like with a shard like a broken broomstick handle. Like fuck that guy. I can't stand Kid Rock. I fucking hate this guy. I don't like that he tries to represent Detroit. I don't like that he tries to represent Detroit and then like hangs out with Trump and has Confederate flags everywhere. Like I don't understand how he's a thing anymore. Like you can get by as an artist when all you do is put out music. So people would be like, oh, I like his music. Oh, I like his music. Oh, he seems pretty cool. Oh, he makes that one beer. Like, you can, like, when people he keep themselves... beer, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's like, if that's what you do, then it, I feel like you should stick to that. But, like, Twitter and shit like that, motherfuckers are out here talking about politics, talking about real-life issues, and then you realize that they're fuck shit. And I don't understand how Kid Rock has managed to... Gr- granted, he's far less popular among uh michiganders but at the same time like he's still largely liked around here and i i get it but i don't get it like how are you i get it in the sense of like there's a lot of people like him who live here but then i don't get in the sense of like he's clearly a piece of shit like so why is he still a thing like he needs to just not he needs to just not like the he pop, needs to just the go popularity away. that he's gotten over the past years is like he's just really milking it and I don't I don't get his his like his likeness I don't get his popularity I don't I don't get nothing about nothing about Kid Rock says Detroit to me no nothing everything about, about Kid Rock says Clawson or some other fucking redneck Berkeley. suburb or some shit I, Kid Rock is the essence of Metro Detroit. Yeah, like yes, yeah, the term Metro Detroit. Yeah, that's what I th- when I hear Kid Rock, that's Metro Detroit. There's nothing Detroit about him. Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, so have, have you seen uh, Planet Apes? It's not out yet. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. It well, come out tomorrow. You, I guess you haven't seen it. Yeah, it oh. come out tomorrow. 
So uh, apparently, um, and I've never seen any other past makes of Planet of the Apes. Okay. It just wasn't my feel of movies and shit. Okay. So I know nothing about it. And I definitely don't know, and I guess me and D-Ray is in the same boat, <laughs> because we know nothing about it. So, there was a, uh, I guess a series of tweets that D-Ray, who's the activist, Blue blue Vest D-Ray, um, basically said that the movie was mocking him. And no, black people. Mocking, mocking him and black people having a person in the movie, uh, having an ape in the movie with a blue vest because, <laughs> of course, he wears the only blue fucking vest in the whole fucking world. <laughs> so a movie decided that they wanted to pay all their fucking attention to D-Ray and his blue vest that they put a blue vest on an ape and mock black people. Dude, I up until this point, I've had nothing but respect for D-Ray because I felt like, you know, he's definitely stood in the gap. He's definitely been a representation of, of our people and, you know, disputed, you know, police brutality and, you know, all of the things that's bad and happened to us. I felt like he's been on the forefront. And I think that's probably since what uh, Mike Brown was killed. That's what I think I noticed him. So. I've had mad respect for him, but that shit, the reach of fucking reaches, dog. Man. So, uh, Whoopi Goldberg had addressed it on, um, actually, I want to find it to play it. Uh, she addressed it on her show to view, and I don't know, Whoopi Goldberg is her. I don't really have nothing good or bad to say about her. Um, but she basically called him out on it, um, on her show, and I didn't see you said he had tweets, but they were deleted and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like a tweet that was like a huge wide-framed photo gra- screen grab from the movie with an arrow pointing to the monkey in the blue vest. Dog. <laughs> and it was kind of like, you know, like something like, uh, I can't, can't believe they're out here like clowning us. <laughs> How dare they? No, okay. I, I found the clip from uh from the view, so I play that. Okay, cool. I'll light up another stogie. Prominent Black Lives Matter activist DeRay McKissen accused filmmakers of personally mocking him by dressing up an ape in a blue I don't know if it's picking up well. Oh, hold on. Oh, uh, my bad. I can see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Oh, there you go. That's that's a shorter one, though. Sorry. Uh, Let me see if I can... Okay, I got it. Hold on. Okay, no, it's just, it's just not a very good, uh, not very good sound quality. Oh it's, fuck, man! It's not really you. Let me see if I can. But there's already controversy. It's insane. Prominent Black Lives Matter activist Deray McKess. Sound louder. It sounds louder than what. Personally mocking him by dressing up an ape in a blue vest, which he's been known to wear. Zeray, you need to go back and watch the 1968 original and check out what the apes were wearing. Man, we're wearing a fucking vest in 68. This is a movie that was about what happens when mankind doesn't pay attention to environment, to how we treat animals and each other. That's what that movie was about. And at the end of the movie, when they're riding around and you realize it's fear, that's what the movie was about. Get 
And then show the tweets. I'll, re- I'll read it. I'll pause it and I read it. I know Jerry, okay. and I think he will tell him I said. I will. He's done incredible work um, as a social activist, yeah. and I, I, I was—I'm still confused as to what his tweets actually meant. They, they've been taken down. I wasn't sure if he was what related. Then was y'all? Are- okay. So the tweet says, um, the first tweet says, I was too close to the mic. Given the history of rendering black people as apes, I'm offended and appalled by the lack of consciousness in Hollywood. And there's, a, like I said, a screen grab from the movie or trailer with a circle around a monkey in a, in a blue vest. And then there's a Pop Funko picture, like those little Pop Funko dolls, of a monkey with, like, dark eyes, kind of, and dressed in blue. And the box says, Bad Ape. Is <laughs> <laughs> like the name of the toy. And then he has another tweet that says, In associating black people with apes active work is being done to perpetuate the dehumanization of black people in mass media what the fuck dude he really thought through that shit dog. he did he really thought through that shit <laughs> or actually he didn't oh, yeah, he actually didn't think through that you're right he actually didn't think he through thought that. through that fuck shit tweet yeah. but he didn't actually think through the actual situation dog that is the dude like i can say i've had so much respect for that dude but dog You've lost a lot of it, dude. A lot of it. And my thing, too, with that is that um, there's a whole lot of real shit happening to make that same point. But he's like he's fanning the flames of racial hatred, but with no actual fan. Like he's just like just saying shit like there's plenty of real shit going on to to uh uh to tie with racial hatred you ain't gotta make shit up like there's plenty of real shit you don't have to lie like you have to you don't have to reach like that man that shit is so dumb i mean he's done so so much good and i want to discount it off on one stupid moment but goddamn dude and then right after she did that he tweeted her she, first off we don't even use her twitter like that i looked at her twitter account me too he tweeted her, so his his sassy ass put a dot in front of it so everybody can see it and says, uh, Whoopi, if you have something to say, I'm ready. <laughs> like, bitch, she said it. She said it loud and clear. <laughs> you fucked up. You need to apologize to that woman. Damn, Damn these niggas are attacking you. Hit me in the face, dog. <laughs> Dude, I just want to get one. I thought it was hitting my chest. Man, I hit my chest so hard. Man, that <laughs> shit actually hurt, dog. <sighs> yeah, good shit. Um, so, yeah. DeRay, you fucked up. Call Whoopi. Take her out to lunch. Apologize, nigga. <laughs> he gonna call Whoopi up. Right. And you gonna he apologize. Gonna apologize. <laughs> Word. <laughs> he gonna apologize for being a broke-ass, bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I hope you guys caught that reference. If at this point, right, <laughs> as many times we don't reference that shit, dude. If you don't know it at this point, I'm with the money team right now. <sighs> you gonna call Whoopi up and you gonna apologize, dude? That's the funniest shit ever. <sighs> All right, uh, we anything else? Yeah, we got other stuff. Oh, I, I think. I, um, I thought we did. 
Uh, uh, we can talk about Jesse Williams and we can talk about Peyton Manning versus Kevin Durant. That's the last two things I got. We can talk about Jesse, then we're in on a, on a, I guess a better note or a funny note. Yeah. A less, yeah. So, Jesse Williams is going Black. through, I guess, a divorce separation of his wife of, uh, so many years and it's starting to catch backlash i guess because i don't know because he he's not because he's i think he's catching backlash because he is not with his wife who's a black woman and now he's dating a white woman i think that's all it is that is all it is. It is. That's all it is. I don't see nothing else it could fucking be. If Jesse Wills was divorcing his wife for however fucking reason and then was uh, starting to date some random black woman, insert whoever she is, this would never be a fucking conversation. And he, here's another note to the point that you made before we started. Look at how you phrased it. You said Jesse Williams is divorcing his wife. We don't know that Jesse Williams is divorcing his wife. Maybe his wife is the one who wants to divorce. We don't know that. But th- all of this shit is always framed in the in the context of the guy is fucking up. Yeah. We don't know that. Like yeah. she could be she could be the one leaving. Like, but it's the fact that he's dating a white woman is why everybody's so upset. I've seen some comments like and, and all of the comments on this one uh, Facebook friends page. It's basically his fault, his doing, he's doing something, blah, blah, blah. And not, and the, part, the, the, the funny part is that they don't even know the actual what's really going on, but they want to just dis- discredit him um, just because. Mm-hmm. And it, so you mean to tell me that Jesse Williams has been a, a, vocal, a vocal person, um, you know, and in the last maybe year or so, you know, speaking tons of truths about, you know, the, the mistreatment of black people and things of that nature. And no one, no one's never, <laughs> right. No one's <laughs> never questioned his, his loyalty, questioned his, his reasoning. None of that. You know, it's always just been, yes, Jesse. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. all this shit. Now that he's divorcing or leaving or she's leaving or his marriage is not working. So he decides to pick someone else and it just happens to not be a black person. Now he ain't shit. Come on, man. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Straight bullshit. And to your other point that you made before we started recording, when a black guy dates a white woman, he's a complete and utter filthy piece of shit. Dude. When a black woman dates a white man, she fucking won. That is not, like you I fucking do, scored it do, big. I do not. Go ahead, Eve. Go ahead, Eve, and date that rich white man. Go man. ahead, Serena, get that get that Reddit guy. Like I do not understand that shit, dude. And it's it's and it it's almost not even debatable. That just happens all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. All the fucking time. I remember when. Um, was I think when when Tate Diggs was like a real hot item and shit until they found out he had like a white woman and mm-hmm. then he was just ain't shit and it just you know I, it's been so many so many other people who has you know who are other men who has dated or married white women and all of a sudden their value just just dropped like mm-hmm. like how does that happen when you have black women who date white men and all of a sudden they're cheered they're reverent they're you know uh, all the all the all good things are said about those people or those women. Mm-hmm. Such bullshit, man. I just, I hate, you know, and you know, I was saying before, man, 
women have women has it women has it hard you know yeah, they deal with so much bullshit and, and but i feel like come on man you can't this is just like the worst shit ever i just don't understand like why why not i, I feel like if you just hated me black men that much you would just not there would never Jesse Williams would have never had a platform of all of the the, the protesting of um of 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 ill justice to black folks if you just didn't like him. But he was cool doing that. But now that you know he, he's not with the black woman no more, he's with a white woman now. You know he he's all he's a fuck nigga and shit like that. That shit bugs the shit out of me. I hate that double standard. Yeah. I I kind of I hate that shit, man. I, I, I hate it, but I kind of allow not allow it, but I I just ignore it because like I, like like you mentioned, we get we men get so much uh, uh, so many benefits to being a man, and I, women get I, I shit totally on agree. so badly. But how long, but can, man? Like, but how long can we? How long can we? Can we make that comment and just certain shit just keeps happening, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, come on, man, you know, a spade is a fucking spade, man. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I get it though, you know. I, I, I totally get I, it. I, yeah, it's like I get it, but also at the same time, I don't say, and I don't want to say, but you know, like women go through so much, but because it just happens, they go through a whole fucking yeah. Lot like of women, women deal with being mistreated in the work workplace or looked at as less than men if they're trying to get into positions of authority they might get paid less than a guy with the same position uh they have to deal with uh misogyny they have to deal with periods they have to deal with giving birth they have to deal like all kinds of shit that's like rough but at the same time like men have like to me like the one thing that we always take the loss on which is like rape charges like if you get accused of rape it's ball game for you like you, you there's no there's no fair process for you if you if you get accused of rape. You, just, you can get accused of rape and get vindicated, it. but you're still a rapist in the eyes of the public. And I feel it. like of all the things that women get the edge on, at least you at least you don't go to jail for like no reason, <laughs> like for no for no fucking like uh no no burden to prove no yeah no like extra shit. Just, at least you'll get a fair trial right, for the most <laughs> part. Are, for the most part, you know. but if you a man accused of rape, it's ball game for you. End of discussion. Yeah. If you're a woman who gets paid less than a man for the same position, well, shit, you just make less money. How unfortunate. <laughs> but if you a man to get accused of rape, you are going to jail. <laughs> like, and if you don't go to jail, your life is still fucking ruined because you're a rapist in the eyes of everybody. What's the name? Like, like man. Uh, uh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name no more. That's how fucked up it is. We even got about his ass. Who? Uh, who did the... Uh, uh, Nat Turner. Uh, oh, you should remember his name because his, his name was Nate uh, Parker. Nate Parker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because I had so. trouble remembering. It. I had I, the only reason I remember it, the it was hard for me to distinguish the two people because Nate Parker is similar to Nat Turner. Oh, so I'm like, right, 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 which right. one is the person and which one is the uh, actor? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. He, he, I can't believe Nat Turner got accused of rape. Right, right. Now won't nobody go see Nate Parker's movie, the uh, Nat Turner's movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, nah, he's. I, I I haven't heard anything about him in months. Months. I don't think I've heard anything about him in 2017. I haven't seen the movie yet, and I got I it. Seen it. And I plan on watching it. But you were people's boycotting that shit, dog. Like, 
he got accused of rape, and people were like, "Don't Fuck go see movie. this movie." He didn't get. He didn't get. Uh, fucking. He didn't get convicted. He didn't of get rape. convicted of rape. He got accused of rape of a password that was years ago. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah well, can't see that movie." Like, man, like, what if he didn't do it though? Like, uh, I mean, it doesn't he fucking matter. Did. But <laughs> he probably did. But I'm saying, like, it it didn't matter if he did. Like, it was just like, oh, he got accused of rape. I'm well, glad you mentioned that because I totally forgot see that. about it too. And I actually you mentioned to, it. I actually wanted to see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I actually wanted to see it, and I just I forgot about it, so I had to put it on my list of shit. I probably watch it during my vacation next week. Uh, so you ain't big plans for a vacation? Nope. That's, that's fucking <laughs> going awesome. camping and I'm not doing anything. I will be completely off the grid. That's I will not have internet all week. All week. No internet. Damn. Nothing. I can't check my work shit. The only thing that I'm going to do that is theoretically on the grid is I have a whole elaborate plan worked out to watch the Game of Thrones premiere in the middle of the woods. When does that come on? Sunday. Uh, and I'm like, somebody came up to me at work today like, so are you excited? I'm like, Kind of, because I'm like I'm excited that Game of Thrones is about to be back, but I'm sad because I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. I'm saying, so what's your plan of getting the internet? Well, I, so I have two plans. The main plan is that the guy who owns the cabin said that um, they have some kind of satellite hookup where we could get HBO if we bring some satellite receiver or something. And my father-in-law has one, okay. so he swears that if my father-in-law brings this receiver, we'll be able to watch it. My mm-hmm. second plan. Is that my brother-in-law? Was that? Because you gotta have a backup. Right. My second plan is that my brother-in-law has a phone that is a service, a, a service that he has uh, unlimited data, no matter where he's at. If either he's here or if he's in Canada, he has data. Mm. So now that's not to say that he'll be able to get data in the middle of the woods. I don't know, but if he can get data, he'll have it. If he can get data. He'll have it, and then I can use his data as a hotspot and log into my AT&T uh, account and watch it live. Cause, and I try, I tested it out while I was in Canada last weekend. I hopped onto my father-in-law's Wi-Fi because, because uh, like you know, like with Netflix, for instance, you can't watch Netflix in another country on your own shit. Oh, It'll man. know that you're not in the United States, and it won't let you watch it. That's interesting. That's so, up too. I figured maybe I'd have that problem if I tried HBO Go. And I tried HBO Go and it just wouldn't load. So I'm like, shit. But then I tried my AT&T Uverse app and I hit the live TV option and clicked on HBO and it started playing. So I'm like, bet. So I'm like, if I can use your phone, his service as a hotspot, I can connect to his data and watch it on my tablet or something or on my phone. So that's my backup plan. If that doesn't work out, I just got to hope that it leaks tomorrow or Saturday. <laughs> Not even Saturday because I'll be gone Saturday. So I need it to leak tomorrow. That's this. So it, is this this upcoming? When do y'all leave? This upcoming Saturday? Mm-hmm. Saturday in the morning. So uh, like 7 o'clock. So like I need it to leak tomorrow <laughs> to <laughs> otherwise, which is almost surely not going to happen. So I need one of those first two plans to work out. If they don't, then I won't get to see it till I get back. Well, good luck. Well, the good thing is you're off the grill, so you won't see any spoilers. Correct. So that's a plus. And when I get back, I'll be able to watch two episodes in a row. Ah, uh, okay. Well, good luck to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, so our last topic is a uh, funny topic, I thought. Um, so the ESPYs was on a couple of nights ago, and um, are you going to play it? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. ESPYs was on a couple of nights ago. And Peyton Manning was, I don't know if he was, was he hosting? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was hosting, I know if he just did that part. So he was hosting and he did this spiel 
and was talking about how uh well we just let you play it all right oh shit god okay. damn it all right i tried to so i started playing an ad and i turned the volume way down and then uh, i tried to turn the volume back up and it shifted the whole screen like i swiped off <laughs> so then i had to restart it and now it's playing an ad again Momentary. so now i gotta be careful with moving the volume back up when it starts uh give it about five to ten seconds okay let me see Damn it. I'm like, I can't move the volume without moving the screen. Oh, there it goes. Okay, I got it. All right, here we go. Gymnastics team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told me he wants to play for them next year. And then trust the Kevin Durant looking pissed off. Great place to play. Anybody laughing at his mama? <laughs> And I got to tell you, I don't think he'd start for that team, Kevin. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, what do you think? And Russell Westbrook's sitting there going, hmm. <laughs> so, like, there's stories everywhere about how Kevin Durant had no time for Peyton Manning's jokes. And I just thought, this just adds to the the concept of Kevin Durant just being a fuckboy. Like, just being a lame-ass. Like, man, you did that shit, dog. Like, just accept it at this point. Like, you're gonna get roasted. Like, okay, so the whole thing of you being legit criticized in the offseason between uh, this previous season and the one before it, like, that was all the legit criticisms and shit. You got roasted. You got told that all kinds of horrible things about you. That shit happened and it's over and done with you fucking went through the season you had a great uh great showing you won a championship and you were fucking amazing in the finals awesome so like dog can't you take a joke at this point dog like man did you see that god damn did you see that uh someone said uh that him being serious was a part of the joke it could have been. And I thought that. I thought that watching I'm like, like maybe if, it's supposed to I be. I feel like if he actually laughed, it wouldn't have been as funny to everybody else. Like, oh, he went on with a joke. Like, <laughs> I fact that he, 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 he kept the straightest fucking face. It's possibly. I don't know. I mean, he knows what the fuck he did. I mean, own up to it. I mean, you know, I, I can't say I wouldn't have. Uh, but, you know, you, you like you say, you won a chip. You played great. It wasn't like you just... Tran- you just transfer. You get. You went to a team and you just sat on the bench and won it. You you showed the fuck out. Yeah, man, you earned it, dog. Yeah, you earned that shit. You know, take it as it comes. Shit. One of my thoughts about it was like, it's kind of lame that he's trying to like ride the coattails of the people that beat him. Like, yeah, like yeah. That, that's kind of corny. But like, he didn't ride nobody's coattails. No. Like, he fucking did that shit. He did this that. Motherfucker shit. was dominant, dog. So I'm like. It was almost like take the joke, dog. You were dominant. You won the MVP. Like, these motherfuckers the finals MVP. I mean, you are balling out of control. Like, yeah, man, you won the finals MVP. You got a championship. You balled the fuck out. Like, can't nobody say shit about you as far as your actual performance. Like, man, somebody if Peyton Manning crack a joke on you, let it slide, sir. Like, yeah, a lot of people can crack a joke. He's a good. He he's won a lot. He's done well. Fuck it, let it happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a uh, I I don't know I I was just like dude just just at first I'm just like just take the fucking joke dog why 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 so fucking serious and shit yeah man but he got roasted I, by know, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever lace up some cleats dog let it let it slide I, it was just funny that they panned uh um um homeboy uh, uh oh Russell Westbrook, Westbrook yeah and he just had the the goofy look uh, covering his face uh, I, I don't know what to say 
with his weird ass. Yeah. He oh. shouldn't have a blouse on. But he did. I think he wore a blouse to something right after that or some 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 low cut uh Man, I can't stand him. <laughs> and it's not that I can't stand the fact that he like would wear a blouse more so. It's like the fact that I feel like he thinks that the weirder he dresses, the doper it is. And he'd be looking like a fool, but he think it's sweet. Like, this is what annoys me. Like, that shit don't look sweet, dog. Like, you just look like a fool. And then everybody else like, oh, Russell Westbrook's like a fashion icon. Like, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's a douchebag who just doesn't know anything about anything. Like, just hoop, and that's it. I don't care about your fucking clothes. Just stop. You don't look cool. You're like an asshole. Yeah, he's a... Uh, yeah. I, I, and, and like you say, it's not in the bottom wearing blouse. You can wear the fuck you want. But I just feel like it's it's... it's it's something weird about him, and I, I can't put my finger on it. But I mean, other than that, he balls like a motherfucker. He's one of my favorite players to watch. So I mean, basketball. Uh, yeah, you won't wise, catch me slandering his uh no. his, his on court performances. That's for yeah. sure. Basketball wise, yeah, he's awesome. So anything else? That's all I got. Um, she got something? Nah. Um, well, we're just gonna keep, hope that uh, SoundCloud keeps working. Um, and if by chance it doesn't, we'll figure some shit out. Um. Just uh, note that we are off next week, so we'll be back in two weeks. But if you have any questions, comments you want to send us in the meantime, uh, we will definitely uh, respond in two weeks, uh, hopefully. So uh, you can email them as you do at what up the podcast, what up the podcast, or you can uh, message our Facebook page or our Twitter pages, uh, the what up the podcast Twitter page, or. Mine, uh, Grumpy Otis with a zero, or Michael underscore Aaron. And uh, we'll see y'all in a few weeks. In two weeks. Peace. Peace.